Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. to the Wise Men Say podcast where we have a victory to talk about again, which is nice, isn't it, lads? Very nice. Very nice indeed. That was the voice of Lee Howie there, former Sunderland. Um, we just decided to go with player, didn't we? Because you played mm-hmm. that many positions. Uh, former Actually, I went with former Black Cat in the, uh, former in black the blurb cat. for the thing. It's so a very formal. Mixed it up a bit, didn't very formal uh, reference, that, isn't it? Rock former right. Black Cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> glad to have Lee along with us and uh, Mickey Loft's back as well. All right. All right. Yeah. Did it? Yep. So <laughs> yeah. you got that with all podcasts? Yeah. yeah. Good. All right. No, no, no expanded on that. Yeah. Um, so winning football is nice, isn't it? Uh, feels like it's been ages since we've been able to do that here. I know we won midweek, but Frankie uh, picked that up in, in last Thursday's show. Uh, so we'll just have a little bit of a chat about things. It was a very um, entertaining game. A lot happened. A lot went on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just saying to uh, Mickey in the car on the way over, and I, I don't know what you guys think about this, but for the first time in a long time, I've looked at the side that started the game and thought I'd stick with the back four and I'd stick with the midfield personally because we looked balanced and we looked a lot better than we have been. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, as I said, we're talking to Gareth before, and the uh, the situation we've had recently is where we score, we concede, and then it's. Backs against the wall, and it's the first time I felt comfortable that we had a back four that could actually cope with with what they uh, what they threw us on Saturday. Very comfortable, mm-hmm. and Lynch, in particular, the standout. It's, it's allowed Willis to go on to the right hand side of the of the pairing as well, which he looks a lot better and a lot more comfortable doing. But I mean, Lynch was was excellent, wasn't he? Yeah, I was really impressed with him. What impressed me a lot was the way he used his experience and maturity when um, Denver Hume came on, because Hume, I'm not saying he left him exposed, but he was at times um, kind of allowing people to kind of like come inside of him so it meant that um, Lynch naturally had to move over a fair bit to cover him and I think he did that really well throughout the game he, he was very um, he dealt with situations in a very unfussed manner didn't he he was he'd just step in front of people and shepherd the ball away create or if it wasn't going out he'd you know use his body to create the space to get rid of the ball and he wasn't at times as well where we've been guilty just lumping it forward. He was actually finding, you know, passes to, to players who dropped into spaces in the middle when they were pushing on a little bit. Um but, you know, defensively, I mean, he was faultless really, wasn't he? Lynch. I mean he didn't really make a mistake in the game, so and that's following on from uh Tuesday where apparently he played very well. Um or Wednesday night, sorry. Um and he kinda of thought maybe he wouldn't play because he, he, you know, it was his first game in ages, but he got through the ninety minutes again, and he didn't look like he was struggling at all at any point. But um, the left back, however, Debock, Debock, um, 
excellent first half, I thought. Again, um, it reads the game very well. Yeah, got that for, was... Got forward yeah. when he needs to. Big physical presence again, like we've been saying. It was quite funny to watch where I, so where I sat near the, kind of near the front in, in the south stand, near the corner, where he was playing his side. And you know when um, you see like a, a marathon runner and they've gone... And and they're wobbling across all the road, and you know uh, the two brothers that time when he was when he was helping his brother out and stuff, and he was he was like that. He'd gone, and we were saying you're gonna have to take him off now. He he didn't. He just seemed to like lose all spatial awareness and everything, and he was running around. So this is obviously an issue yeah, for him. But up played. until that point, he was great. He hasn't played for any football really in the last eighteen months, has he? Whereas Lynch played a lot of games. But we've been, we were getting really bad reviews, weren't we, from, yeah. from the Leeds fans about how bad this guy was and just judging off what we've seen already. Uh, he, he, he looks again like another piece of the jigsaw we've been missing at the back. Yeah, but again, I didn't have any preceived ideas of what, what he was like. I watched, watched him play. He looked really, really comfortable. You see, again, and that's what we need. We needed experience. That, that back four for me read the game well. And defended properly for the first time. You, you know, we never ever felt that we were under any sort of, you know, any 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 danger that was coming. Was it was it was just it was just sniffed out straight and they, away. They, they had a little bit of a rally after the score, but like I said, it never really. I'm like you, Lee, as well. I, I sat and I thought, I know what you mean in previous weeks with previous back fours or back threes, you would have been like, "There's a goal coming here." Every time the ball came in the box, I was nervous. Yeah. But for, for the first time, I was actually sat yeah. back quite relaxed. And then I think the disappointing element of it is maybe the one who. You could, you know, the man who everyone last season was like, well, if it wasn't for him, we'd be in bother. He was the one who was responsible at the weekend, and you it was know, almost like a freak goal, like that, wasn't it? Yeah, you, you wouldn't freak, look at you, you wouldn't goal. think. And we've been complaining about how easily sides have been scorned just by putting the ball in the box, and I, I can understand that happened again. But when you watch that in isolation, it's kind of like you just say, oh, that's a bit of a bit of a freak goal. That's not that shouldn't happen again. It's not in isolation, though, is it? Because it keeps it, happening. But this wasn't just a simple cross the box and somebody's like unmarked. Like it was just bizarre the way the whole thing no, happened. There was shades of a Bolton goal, yeah, I thought, yeah. the yeah. way that um, McLaughlin, he, he half came, half didn't come. And I think even if he just has a nice big away shout when the ball comes into the box, then at least he'd mop up the second ball and it was headed back across the goal. But what he's done, he's half come. And what's that done? That's done, sorry, he's created the situation in the middle of the box where they've got the opportunity to score. Well, they can't. Unless he does what he does, they can't score. Exactly. So and it, so, I know. No. I know. I don't want to go like because I, I disagree with some of the stuff that's been said in the last sort of ten days, where it's all of a sudden McLaughlin isn't as wasn't as good last season as people said he was. It's just a load of rubbish because he was really good last season. Um, he's had some decent games this season, but he's just looked a little bit. It's it's a decision. His judgment. That's what you're talking about, Mick. His, his judgment's been weird this season. So the Atrington goal is a really good example of that, where ball over the top and he kind of hesitated yeah hesitated and then and then he's done it for the Bolton goal he didn't know whether to come for the cross or not um, you could argue for the Wimbledon goal where the ball's come a long way into the box that's harsh up, it is though. it is but he's, it's, it's, he's six yards out and he's headed the ball I, I, I mean and then and then they go at the one at the weekend I'm just saying maybe there's a little maybe he's overthinking that element of his game a little bit it's, because he seems to make he does one thing one week and the other thing the next in a similar situation. Now I know he's only human, but yeah. last week, yeah, last year he wasn't making those errors. But I think maybe slightly overcritical. I think of uh, John. I think in terms of as a back four and a goalkeeper, you've got to be solid and you've got to rely on your back four and stuff. And I think that becomes with this uncertainty who's playing back again. We keep changing and changing and changing. And it's and it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's that understanding. Is it saying what the difference? You said, Steve, about keeping that back four. 
you know, we need to know what our strongest 11 players is and keep playing them. And that's what, that's what will get us you know, up, up and maybe out of this division because at the moment it's chop change, chop change. And, and I think that, that affects some players. And it's the first time that I've seen us play in months probably where I've looked at a team and thought that's a template. I'm just really pleased we don't have a midweek game, well, a midweek league game, because then you'll be getting the territory of saying, can Debock and Lynch play three mm, games in seven days? And they, prob- and they probably can't. So that's why it's great that we've now got a bit of a rest and we can go into the Lincoln game and the back four literally does pick itself. Do we, and, before and, we move and on. we've got the checker trade game as the next midweek and then we don't have to play that one, do they? So be- no. Before we move on from the, from the back four, then, um, we have to give the right back credit too, right? Yeah, he played Conor well. McLaughlin, yeah? yeah, he did play well. Because he he would argue, you know, he's a right back. He's been playing. He's been put left back. He's been put right centre off. Right off in a back three, and he's now above. it spreads the lead, doesn't it, across a back four? If, if you're not playing well, not defending well, so yeah. as they have looked solid, he looks like he's benefited from that as well. Oh, definitely. As I said, it, it it just breeds confidence. And if you're looking along your line and you've got some experienced pros there, and you can think, yeah, you know. He's probably looking at Willis isn't it? opposite them. He's just thinking, well, he can cover me. And he's, he's probably feeling a little bit more secure rather than, I'm not sure what's going to happen. And again, it, it affected his game. I think, as, as you said, I think that's his more solid game. Because sometimes you just you didn't know where he was, what he was doing. He's, he's passing. With everything Everything about his game was just off. But but on Saturday, I think he was, he was on it. Can he, and also it gives them the opportunity to move O'Neill into the, into the middle, which he's, he's done. Because McLaughlin said, right, well, I'm, I'm not a complete idiot. I can play football, <laughs> believe me. And then he showed that on the weekend. And now a nine's probably going to be saying, right, well, I've played here as many times now in, in the last few weeks as they have right back. And he was very good at the weekend. And, you know, Honeyman played there last season a lot. And he's probably as close in style to Honeyman, though he's probably a bit more energetic. Physicality, um, f- physically, um, a, bit, a little bit offers a little bit more, maybe. Um, so yeah, maybe you know now he's sort of gone. Right, well, you know, look, look what I can do. He should have had a hat trick. Really, and, and those cup games have been important, haven't they? Because that's the games. Those are the games that Ross has been giving him a, a run in midfield. And McGeoch and O'Nine have started in both those cup wins. Now I know we acknowledged, didn't we? Um, I mean, we'll get Luke O'Nine specifically in a bit. We we acknowledged that. Um, McGeoch certainly second half wasn't one of his best games but the fact even though he wasn't brilliant I still looked at that midfield three and thought that's balanced and again give him a run of games together now mm-hmm. would, would be my yeah. would be my opinion on those three I mean just in the set oh nine played up front you know you never played he actually yeah. played centre forward I spoke to him after the game obviously because obviously the um, Q&A the, after the end of the game and he said he was pick, he was playing up alongside him and when I say that I was I was gobsmacked. I thought Jack Ross has made an absolute what? But I tell you what, the lad played well and could have actually could have got a hat trick in the end. Yeah. I think as well we facilitated what all nine did quite cleverly because I think for once White didn't just play within the width of a penalty area and have balls up up the room. You saw for Power's goal, he'd actually pulled out wide a little bit and then made the space for Power to move into. And I'm not saying it was White's best game by a long by a long stretch, but I do think that we utilised White and the other attacking players much better at the weekend because you saw White dropping them little passes into people when he'd created the space for them to move into. Do you think he meant that pass for the power goal? But whether he did or not, he was playing no, little passes I'm, like that throughout, no, the, I'm throughout just the first half. I thought it was really poor White, personally. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought White did okay, just did, he did everything really slow and it can frustrate you at times. You can, you can see a mile off what he's going to do before he does it. 
and you know the obviously defenders are better defenders than we played against the weekend. I can say that as well. But it's your thoughts on Wykeley because he, he he splits a he splits opinion between yeah, some fans as a former centre forward, of course. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I looked down. He was better this first half than he was the second. I think the second half didn't really was in the game at all and didn't really affect it. But the first half, again, yeah, it's the little bits in terms of the ball's going up, he's challenging, it's dropping down, he makes things difficult and stuff. Yeah, and, and, and maybe some of his touches and stuff are a little bit slow. But that initial, you know, that collision up in the air, the stuff that does affect other players, and that's what we miss sometimes that physicality that we've had. But and again, nine gets round him, we've got power, and we, it's that second ball, can we get on it, can we get up, can we get on the second ball, and then can we play from there? And he doesn't have to have the best touches, he just has to in, in, you know, affect the game. Yeah, that was why I was saying there that even though I don't think he had a great game, at least we found a way to like utilise him. Yeah. It wasn't just then, like aimless balls pumped up the room, which as I say, it shows that like Ross was like thinking it through a bit more. Yeah. I thought Greg did all right when he came on as well. He, you know, he had a couple of good touches and you know held the ball up a couple of times. But I mean, he hasn't really had much of an opportunity the last few weeks. I know he played it's against the Bolton. Bolton was, but, was his, I mean, was his big was chance, crap, wasn't, it? wasn't there against mm. Bolton? Like, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'd personally have, I'd, I'd say right. Well, you start if McNulty's not fit, I'd start Greg just on the basis that is that he has to. Start scoring. He needs to find a way to play. He need, yeah. he, he, I feel he has a responsibility to find a way to get him scoring. Yeah, because of what he costs because of his reputation in that, in, in that league. Like but for, we keep saying before. Uh, again, I, you know, I think Will Griggs probably sat on that bench on Saturday and thinking, "There's Luke on nine player actually playing in my position." How does he feel about that? And that's not that's not a confidence booster. No, no. And, and Greg would have absolutely thrived on the type of ball that all yeah. nine got for the goal he scored as well. Mm. But then. I know. Um, it wasn't. I know. It's interesting. He said that to you, Lee, that he was asked to play up front because it didn't. It, it, it didn't seem like he was right up front, did it? Yeah. It didn't to me anyway. To like look, he, it was kind of yeah. yeah, like play it off the striker, didn't he? Well, there was, there was times when he was more up front than uh, White. I'm t- yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I spoke to him afterwards, and he believed he was playing up front. Yeah, dropping back a little bit, but he believed he was playing as the second striker. I think it's really interesting. <laughs> um, we can't talk about the two players behind him um, without mentioning Max Power. He's back, isn't he? Oh, Max? Absolutely. Mm. I mean, you know, just saying in the week to, to you about, in, in the chat about why doesn't he score more goals because he's got such a clean strike and he often, a lot of his shots get blocked. Now, I would say that's a, quite a positive thing because it's obviously, he's, He's hitting the target. He's hitting an area within the width of the goal where pe- bodies are. Um, you rarely see him like balloon one miles over the bar or slice one miles wide. Most of his efforts are on target. Um, and obviously this week he's hit that one on Wednesday and then the one... Which one was better? I think technically the one on Saturday was more difficult. Lee, your opinion yeah. on which goal was better? No, Saturday's was, was did, great. Did you run a poll from the... I don't think we did, no. I, thought, I, was, I think the club did. Oh, did the, the club do? It's all these just blending in one when I'm scrolling through the thing. I, I was virtually sat right behind it. As soon as he hit yeah. it, there was the yeah. movement on it. There was just absolutely... That's what we were saying. I mean, it was... Unreal. For the split second, subconsciously, you thought that's down the keeper's throat and then the ball just takes off another direction totally, yeah. doesn't it? And flies in the corner. Yeah. That's why people suggesting the keeper might... A better keeper might have saved Armour than that because yeah. by the time... The, by the time yeah. 
he's even thought about saving that. The ball's just changed yeah. direction yeah. so yeah. much. Yeah. That, that was un, that was unstoppable. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, now, that was flying past the keeper, and the movement on it just was just it was going away every yeah. time the keeper didn't have a chance on that one. No, it was it was a great goal. And like I said, completely line. He had another couple of good efforts, didn't he, during the game. Um, one he did actually skew wide in the second half, but in the first half he had a, there was a good move that he had a shot blocked on the edge of the box. Uh, there was a couple of things I noticed. Obviously, there've been obviously some corners. You know, the step overs, the shot yeah, where yeah. it comes through, and, it, and they're, they're trying to get him on the ball. They're trying to obviously everybody runs into the box and it gets dragged back. And it was, there was work that were working yeah. well. We created a few decent chances from it. I think we create. I mean, I haven't looked at the stats. Shall I get them up and then contradict myself? <laughs> um, but I thought we we had quite a few efforts, and I think you know shooting from outside the box has been. A weakness of ours, um, in that we don't do it often enough. And at the weekend, I felt as though we we had more, far more efforts from from outside the area. And there's nothing wrong if you you know within twenty twenty two yards of the goal, and with the quality that the players have got, you know, you, you, Gucci has scored goals from distance before. As, you know, Power, Maguire. Um, you know, I haven't got a problem with them. Having, having we don't a do it enough anywhere no, near enough. We've always said that, don't we? I mean, it's. It's basic football, lead any level at any age. That test the keeper, see what he's like first. Don't you? Warms gloves up, yeah. If, if you get a chance outside the box, let it fly. I mean, the, the, sometimes the overplay and gets us frustrated. You know, you just need to pull the trigger sometimes, and, yeah. and sometimes they fly in, mm-hmm. and sometimes they fly over the and stand. But hey, <laughs> but at least you're doing it, aren't you? And you're, yeah. you're making the keeper think about something. Darren Williams was saying that to us before before the game in, in the fan zone as well. So interesting as a keeper, Michael <laughs> yourself. Did you like? You didn't like when you got tested early. No, well, well, that is your worst nightmare, isn't it? When you when you're in goal, if someone has a nice speculative effort, but the the counter to that is, if he ha- has a shot from twenty, thirty yards, and he goes straight down your throat. That's you in the game straight away, and you feel good about yourself. You think, oh, I'm going to have a good game today. But if somebody has a shot and you fumble it, or you're a bit unsure on your angles, and you think, oh, this is a bit ropey, I mean, you kind of need that save to get yourself into the game. Mm-hmm. We had eighteen shots and six on target, so that's not bad, is it? Yeah. Yeah, do, I wonder what, I, I wonder what XG was. That's the uh, the important question, isn't it? Gav <laughs> doesn't like that at all. I was only joking. No, no. Tongue in cheek, that one. Uh, what do people put the um, the sort of eased off a bit, didn't they? Um, you know, not, not to the point where I feel like the worthy of criticism, um, like even some victories lately. But was it just just a sense of here we go again when when MG done scored? Do you think? Because we weren't under under the cost or under massive pressure, but they did start to fade a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I thought it's, it's as I say, it's part of the course for Sunderland at the moment. We just, you know, we we get so far, and then you think, here we go, we're going to concede. It's going to be two two. But like I've said previously, is but as the balls were coming up and they were starting to impl- a little bit of pressure on us, we were we were quite comfortable to withstand that. And as I say, I was quite comfortable. But again, you know. We just got too deep. I think that sometimes that's that's how we just get deeper and deeper, and then we 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 tend to you know bring it on. How do you um, address that though? Because I think we've seen it over a number of years with a number of Sunderland sides. I mean, what always sticks out for me? Remember when we drew one-one with Newcastle under Allardyce? All second half, he was on the edge of his technical area, screaming at the players to get out because we were far too deep. Mm. But people were criticising Allardyce after the game because we were too deep. So how how do you address that? Like from a player's point of view. 
Yeah, you work, you work on the training ground. You know, that's why. Again, it's 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 having the confidence to move. You, you think you think you see it dropping further and further back, but you you're not actually. You, you do need to push push up because then obviously it condenses the space you're able to play, and then we can then get the ball and then attack. But at the moment, what we're getting stuck between a rock and our place where we're defending the box, and then when we're getting it, the next ball we've got is to a forward who's fifty yards away. And we just get what happened, obviously, the, the last few games. Well, we're just booting it up there, and, mm-hmm. and it just gets everybody frustrated. We have to get that happy medium where we do. And maybe with these, you know, more experienced defenders, they're able to take, you know, to take a little bit of responsibility and say, "Come on, let's let's march up a couple of yards. Just let's get let's get them out, and we might see a difference." Looking at the back four in the midfield, we said, would would anyone change anything with that before we debate the forward areas? Well, it's difficult. It's, diffi- it's difficult to, to justify making a change. What do you class as midfield? The two. Let's say all nine played. <laughs> let's say all nine played off a striker. Yeah, let's let's say that. I do uh, believe you, Lee. By the way, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not suggesting otherwise. Maybe we're just over. <laughs> maybe we're just over extri- overexcited. <laughs> I can imagine the goal nine getting a bit over. I told us to set and play up, up front because I scored loads of goals in training. Yeah. Something like that. He actually, actually like, did see it. Oh, I've scored lots and lots of goals oh, in training. <laughs> He said, "I've been scoring. I've been getting a bit of stick. So he's, he was he was glad he uh, he got a goal. As he said, he nearly, he nearly got a hat trick. But going back to Chit, that's been my issue. Sometimes is we we play against Burnley and, have a good, and then he makes four or five changes. We play another and that's another. We need to stick. We needs to stick with yeah. a, a, a squad and virtually a team that he thinks this is one. Of, this is this is the system we're playing. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to stick by it. And then everybody knows." Shall we have a little tiny break and then I'm going to pose a question? Okay. Well, I'm not sure you answered my question. Like, to be it? honest, would would you? I well, mean, it comes. It, well, it does matter because midfield might be include the wide players. If in some people, let's say the three. The three. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep that three. Michael, absolutely. McGeek as well. No, Dobson's yeah, a bit unlucky, is. but he's got time on his side, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's a good option. So, at the moment, though. Yeah, stick with stick with what? Yeah, that won the game. Why not play the same eleven? So, would if Adam McGeady was fit? Would that you was, well, that was my question. Okay, let it, let it have, have a break. I'm going to pause a question. <laughs> okay, we're going to have a break, and then Gareth's going to pause a mystery question. I'm just trying to find a place to stop it, yeah. so we're going to put the advert in. To be honest, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Right. 
So are you prepared for Brexit on the 31st of October? Yeah, it could be that. Or Alan Smith uh, <laughs> plugging Now TV. If it was that, you know, £27 or whatever it is. For, I missed uh, the Squarespace era. Yeah, I know. There was a lot of square. They oversaturated the marketplace, didn't they? Everyone who's got a website's probably with them now. Probably done themselves out of business and I don't know. Anyway. I am going to listen back and just make sure that, to see what the advert <laughs> yeah, was now, yeah. to see if that worked or not. Um, yeah. Okay, Gareth, did you see before the the break you had a question to pose? Yeah, so <laughs> are we better as a unit without Aidan McGeady in the team? I'm not leaving Aidan McGeady out of my, my team if he's fit. Not having that at all. I'm not saying I agree gr- No, no, I don't know. I'm just answering. Yeah. Uh, for me on Saturday, I thought, I thought Gucci was, was decent. I yeah. thought he was okay. You know, he gives you energy. Gives you, 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 but t- to, to not play him. McGeady is uh, that that would be that that would be some statement by yeah, the manager. Yeah, I, I can understand where people kind of come from when they're talking about the shape and does it work better as a unit without him. But he's the best player in the league, well, and he's a he's a match changer and a match winner. You're not leaving him out the team. I, um, I mean, it's into, it's competition for places. I think McGeady would arguably flourish as well, like with that midfield base that we're, we had at the weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yeah, I would, I would have him back in. Um, just sort of saw the question being posed. I was just curious. I mean, and given yeah. the form that Maguire's kind of gone off a boil a little bit of late, I wouldn't be too hesitant about taking him yeah, out of the I'd, team. I'm and still, I'm still of the opinion that with Maguire, just between him and Gooch, I think he's more likely to do something in the game if they're out of form. Definitely. But yeah. from a defensive perspective, yeah. Gooch probably offers you a bit more. Maybe. But yeah. Hate that. Oh, yeah, no. defensive. I tell you, I just drives them mad. We've got a back four and a, yeah. and a, no, and no, and no, a sitting just, midfield yeah. player that's five lads and the goalkeeper six who can defend. That's their job. That's what they get paid for. The rest attack, and that's why we get so. That's why it annoys me to death. Let's, you know, we are a unit, but generally we've got some great attacking players. Why not attack? And then I'm just thinking about. So I've just contradicted myself playing that eleven, and then I'm saying McGeady should come in, but but hey, that's the that's the only caveat I've got. Okay. It's, I mean, the biggest take from this podcast is that uh, Gareth annoys Lee so much, and I'm happy with it. Uh, <laughs> I pause, pause very th- thoughtful questions. <laughs> he's a quite a distance away from us, so he's safe. He's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I'll say worse things in a bit. It's all right. But I, I, I would, I, I would obviously have McGeady back in. I've been critical of him at times this season because I think he's not been as good as last year. There could be a number of reasons for that. Obviously, he was still carrying his injury at the start of the season. He's out again now with a, a foot injury. Nobody seems to know what that is. Um, it's an injury on his foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> what if it's a recurrence of the problem yeah. he had? You don't know, do you? Or in the manage that didn't the last season. So, And if that's the case, we've got 11 that played yeah. well on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, 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 yeah. that's that. Uh, oh, there's that tendency, though, isn't it? Just sometimes, I think, everyone falls into the trap of just, like, struggling here. Just give the ball... Let's just try and get the ball to like Aidan McGeady and then like hopefully he'll like do something. You know, maybe when he's not on the team the others have to take that responsibility. Mm. Um Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. There's an element of that, but they're they're gonna have to But I think that's what like I was saying, I do think sometimes we just lack self belief. And I, I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's the pressure of playing for Sunderland and the wor- worrying about what'll happen if they don't get the results they need, worrying what'll happen if you know, negative things happen rather than thinking about, you know, believing in themselves and doing positive things in the game to influence the game positively. I just feel as though sometimes you watch them and they're a bit like, like, so they score that goal the weekend. And straight away they're like, oh no, 
But that's that's what they've been used to. I think if you took that, I mean, the first fifteen minutes was quite boring. I mean, nothing really happened, no, no. and all of a sudden, we just broke into life. And for for then then to the end of his, we murdered them. I mean, that was probably the best I've seen attacking wise. Yeah, and we just we just absolutely murdered them. Football was good. You know, we could have scored many goals, but again, it's it's that mentality that we've got. Once we concede, we we seem to th- we, we we revert back to normal. Yeah. Oh my God, let's let's sit back, let's sit back, and you know, look enough, you know. Is again the, the defense held out, and I think it's good that McGeady, uh, that Maguire and Gooch have an issue now where they're both thinking, well, I've, you know, Ed McGeady is, is potentially going to come and take my players. That can only be good, can't it? Got two players with that mindset. What do you think yeah. of Gooch's performance on Saturday? Um, I thought he was back to his frustrating best. I thought, yeah, has too many touches. Yeah, he, he, he takes too many yeah. touches, gets his head. Down. But he seemed to have he's he's played really well this season. Generally, Gooch. Um, but I think this was back to last season. I thought of the weekend, head down, mm. and then when there is lots of space, he doesn't seem to run into it. Yeah, I mean, he's just one that type of player, and he. I think that's that is what he is like. So you just have to deal with it, don't you? But gotta have to like him because he's better defensively <laughs> than Nathan <Nader> McGeady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey looks like he's going to say I was going to say Mickey look like you're about to jump in there I just agree basically with what you've just been saying there that Gooch now I think you've got to say is that type of player that's going to frustrate you because this time last season we were saying that all oh, that will come in time if decision making this is his first real full season of playing as a regular in the team and now he's just made his 100th appearance for Sunderland at the weekend so now I think you've got to say that is his game unfortunately and I don't know if you can develop it well he let hope so because he seemed but he seemed to have Improved that is me. That's my point. It was, it? it was like almost like back to life. And this, you know, this is I think how well we played the weekend because I'm this, I'm being hypercritical here, by the way. And I'm, I'm almost like looking for something to be to be critical of. It wasn't, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it was frustrating. And I think I'm just frustrated because he seemed to have addressed some of those problems this season. We saw more of an end product from him. He's been putting the ball in the box quicker. I think uh, he started to contribute to goals as well. And it was just a little bit of a sign that, like I said, well, there's still work to be done. I think the, th- the thing about Gooch is, even if he makes the wrong decision in a situation, he still he wants to like get on the ball and go past people and get into the box, and then either put a cross in or get a shot away. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes he's not going to get a shot away. Sometimes he's not going to he's going to hit the first man with his cross, miss everybody. He's going to run down a blind alley and get tackled, and it's that's a frustrating bit. But if you're a defender and he gets a ball, you're probably thinking. I've got a job to do here. Like where some, you know, players, wingers will get the ball and they'll put the ball back inside, bring a midfielder in or whatever and work the ball back across and all that. Especially now in modern football where people like to keep the ball. He's very direct. And if you like think about the amount of penalties, he's he's won quite a few penalties mm. for Sunderland because he wants to, he goes at people, he drives at people, he tries to get past them. Defenders don't like it, do they? So, you know, that's a positive thing about him. He'll make thing, he will make things happen he just gets it right more, gets it wrong more frequently than he gets it right. But when he gets it right, it's great. Yeah, I mean, and that's his strength. He is just direct. He's got great energy. As you see, he works up and down. I mean, he's just, just buzzing all up, buzzing. But the and times. He's, nasty, he's, he's got a bit of nastiness about yeah. him as well, which would But at like. times, back with Steve, you know, at times he frustrates because he's having too much, then he touches, and then he's, he's, he's diving or falling, or, mm. and then it's, he, and the players, you know, he's just 
trying to con the referee for a free kick and so forth, and it's not working, and it's more frustration. And he just he does need to get back to where he was, where it was, yeah, it's understanding when to pass and when, and, and obviously when, when that opportunity comes a one on one and have a go. But as I say, I think on Saturday, well, I just said he was okay because he's just, he, he does, he gives you full of energy. But there was times, especially in the second half, he must have lost that ball virtually nearly every time he had it. Mm. It's nice that we've managed to get through the full podcast just about and not really speak about Jack Ross and his future. He's only one defeat away from people talking about it again, of course he is, but it's just nice, isn't it? He needed that, didn't he? Like a performance in front of the home crowd. Um, there were still some people moaning about the second half, which I don't entirely agree with some of the opinions that were rubbish in the second half. They had a spell of 10 minutes. Even we, then it was We were a bit more disjointed. Mm. You know, we're pretty much we just lost pretty our composure yeah, a bit. It wasn't, wasn't down anything you would say the manager had done. They no, just, exactly. They just lost no. the composure a bit exactly. as, as, as players and as humans, hadn't it? Um, but it's, it's the problem is though the narrative's already been created, and Ross was never going to go from last Monday. Even though I'd like to think we're fairly level-headed on, hey, we were discussing potential managers that could well, come. Gareth from. brought that up. I wasn't going to bring no, that up. It's fair. It was a discussion no, that people are having. So, so what I'm saying is, but we've gone from that seven days ago to. So in seven days, it's not going to go from that state to people being fully behind him again. And as I say, the narrative's already been created that once we concede a goal, like we struggle to see games out and we're, we're good in the first half and rubbish in the second half and stuff like that. So it's an easy comment for people to make when you do concede a sloppy goal. So of what yeah. I, I agree with you, I don't agree with like the sentiment of a lot of things, but I understand why people are saying these things. Yeah, no. And once people's minds are made up, they you know, look for... The things to you know, it's confirmation bias, isn't it? You look for the things yeah. that are going to back, yeah, but back I, up your your view or opinion. I would came away from the game. Yeah, we had a good first half, wasn't great second half, but I came away more positive for for for, the, for, for quite a quite a while. Yeah. And and I think that for me, I think Jack Ross got it right on Saturday. I think you know we're arguing where or nine play, but he did get closer to uh, to Wake, and I think that was that's been a problem where we've. We've isolated our striker, and I think for the first time we actually, and it was what you said, Mickey, was, you know, he was able to move White in different places and it created holes different. So going forward, I think we, we created a lot more, and it seemed to be more adhesive where we, 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 cohesive where we were together as a team, and it, it worked better. And I thought, and as I say, and then when the pressure did come on, we had the men at the back to, mm. to, to be able to be resolute and, and, and sail, sail the win. Mm. So to me, for the first time in a long time, is. And I thought yeah. I thought Jack Ross picked the right side, yeah. and, no. and on that as well, we've still only lost one game. We're fifth. We're what, four points off top, th- five points off top. I can't remember exactly, mm. but we're only three off the automatic, I think. Yeah. Um, so you know, the next two games, the Fleetwood game is a massive game. Mm. They're going okay because they're they're doing they're playing well. Mm. Yeah, we haven't beaten them since we you know drew at home and got beaten down there. Um, so yeah, and it's Joey Barton and all that, and there'll be if we go behind in that game, <laughs> the people don't look at it. Go Fleetwood and go in good form, and they've been playing well. People are going, it's Fleetwood and we're Sunderland, mm. and that's what people will look at the game, no matter how well they're playing at the moment. No. So and that and it's going to be big. That'll be up like a, like a Barnsley level game, I would say, like we played last season when we beat them four two. It, it's it's got it's it's up there with 
That'll be our toughest test of the season, yeah. that one. I think it's a, a bit of a storm as well. Perfect storm for Jack Ross, obviously. He's, he's been under pressure. We didn't go up last season, so he was straight bang on un, under pressure this year. There's talk of a takeover. And then, obviously, with the talk of the table, will they bring in a new manager and all this? You would say, we're all on social media. You just see this this constant whir of, of oh, this is happening, this is happening, this is not happening. It's just, it's uh, it's not, but again, you know, he, I think if you can get a really solid 11 with McGeady coming in, and that we were starting to pick up wins rather than drawing and stuff. I think I think you can gain a bit of momentum. That's what we want. We're in a we're in a place where can we can attack from fifth of unbeaten, but we've got to start winning. We're starting with like five and six yeah. and seven to run together because if it's a draw and then another draw yeah. and then a win, we're still into the same place and yeah. it'll start getting a bit nervous. He'll have had a bit, you know, a checklist. Um, Jack Ross, where he was under pressure, really, you know, actually, not, you know, literally, you know what I mean. And <laughs> um, there would have been a sort of like a, a checklist. What do you need to do now? I need to find uh, a settled 11. I need a, a win at home where we're scoring first and the, and the crowd are happy with it. Uh, he's done both of those, I think, at the weekend. Like I said, we, we've all agreed that for the first time in a long time, come away from the game thinking that 11's almost there now, where before there was that many questions about who should play midfield, who should play at the back. So he seems to have eradicated that problem, hopefully. It's obviously result-dependent because we've got a game of the weekend. Uh, but the next one is that putting a succession of uh, wins together but he's not quite been able to do that so this is one I mean we won and you, we won you want to be looking and, and by this though you, draw, didn't we? we won five in a row but I know there's some of the cup games but we still won five games in a, in but, a row right but he needs to be doing that now in the league and you're thinking three four that kind of figure yeah. and then, and then no, didn't mind if you put a run together and it's, it's four five <laughs> and then and then we draw one or even get beat and then we go four five again and that gets you promoted yeah. not draw draw win draw 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 win that that that, that that's play up stuff again yeah mm. any any anything else to add by anybody before we wrap it up no just to kind of develop a little bit what you were saying there I think the on his checklist as well would have been to get a result down Sheffield United because I think last Monday we were almost insinuating there was a free hit but it's never something that I subscribe to because if we got beat 3-4-0 down there yeah. then Saturday the crowd would have been on the yeah. players backs from the first whistle but we went down there really good performance really good result and as I say Saturday so we went into the game with a much more positive frame of mind both in the stands and on the pitch and I think it showed yeah no I agree with that they probably could have done without a draw against Oxford in the next round like because I think you're on fire them aren't they Oxford I just think people like that's like 6-0 4-0 yeah. 4-0 I think I mean, Peterborough yeah. were doing that the other week because people because black people will be like well if we don't win that game if you don't beat Sheffield United, people can say, well, you know, the Premier League team, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure people will be that fuming if we went out the cup, the yeah. League Cup. I'm not expecting I think it might be if we went out to Oxford. I don't think, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think people expect a cup run in the League Cup. So, all I'm saying, that's a two League Two play, League Two team guaranteed in the quarterfinals, haven't you? Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's, is there any championship teams left in it? Not none. There aren't any. Get Oxford, win Oxford, then get Crawley in the next yeah. round, then you got a semi final, two legged semi final. <laughs> then get, then get beat 10 1 on aggregate of Man City. Yeah, exactly. Imagine yeah. that. You don't want to be doing that, do no, you? Because yeah. no. Man City is still hovering around. I think when the draw was on, I was just saying, please not Man City, please not Man City. <laughs> Every single time, um, you know, there was a draw to be made. So, it's just like, you know, people say, like, you know, it's great to get to Wembley and all that, but like, Sick of it. Oh, to be honest, like Wembley twice, fatigue for us. Twice last season. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance it will get to the Czech trade final if yeah. the ball, if the try if the try if the player you know the teams have been playing in the League Cup they'd, they'd probably get quite far in it. Yeah. I'm going to the Euros next June at Wembley. I can't remember for one of the last sixteen games. Got yeah. tickets for that. So it'll, like, it'll still get big. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that'll. So yeah. So if you could just you know, 
I'll accept the League Cup final, you can go to that, but the rest of them leave it, including the playoff final. Don't get to that, just no. get promoted automatically. Definitely. Yeah, 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 right. We'll be back on Thursday, I think, in, in some form. Hope so. Hope so, yeah, okay. Get that so, sorted, Frankie. Yeah, if you're listening. Okay, thanks for listening. <laughs>